Welcome to the In Pursuit of Virtue podcast. I'm Jennifer Morris, and I'm here with Barry Kinzer, and we are talking about all things classical. Classical education, that is, in general, but also specifically what we are doing at Grace Classical Academy to inspire and equip students for a lifelong pursuit of knowledge, virtue, and service to the glory of God. Today, we're talking to Carissa Gadd, who has done just about everything there is to do at Grace Classical Academy. She has three daughters who all attended GCA a few years back, and during that time, she also was a teacher here. After that, she was a board member for a time, and since then, she has helped with lots of different things, from testing new students to just helping get the word out about classical Christian education. And we're really happy to have her here talking with us today. Thank you for joining us, Carissa. Thank you. So glad to be here. Well, let's go back to the very beginning. Can you tell us what initially caused you to choose classical Christian education for your daughters? I love this question because it brings back so many wonderful memories of homeschooling all three daughters. My oldest was in sixth grade, my middle, fourth grade, and my youngest was preschool. There was a Christian classical school called Veritas that would come along homeschool families in the area, and I signed the girls up for an art class. Meanwhile, they knew that I was a teacher, so I was teaching a high school history class. And in that high school history class, I met a wonderful lady named Esther Vandiver. So we hit it off, had a lifelong friendship from that point. She taught um, math, but we shared the same classroom. She would sit in the back of my classroom, and we just became fast friends because we loved God and the children that were in our class, and and we kind of had the same views on education. So it caused me to dig deep into what a classical education was. So I began to read books because I did not learn that in college. I was a whole language girl way back in the college days, and so it was all new to me. So I hit it off with uh, Esther Vandiver, and within that first year, that school closed. So Esther and Lonnie took their retirement money, I think it was, and started Grace Classical Academy. So she and I talked often about starting this school. I would flit in and out of the school that first year. I wasn't quite ready to give up homeschooling, but I was here a lot on that first year. That second year, I was hired as the kindergarten teacher. So at that time, I had my youngest was kindergarten in that class. My middle was in fifth grade. My oldest was in seventh. It was a fabulous time in our lives. I could see that it was so good for my overachieving firstborn child. (laughs) She gained lifelong friends in her small class. And the education she received here challenged her to prepare for her nursing degree. And then my second daughter, she had a great time with her classmates. She felt it was her mission to help them just enjoy life. Um, (laughs) She also worked hard but had fun in the process. My youngest was encouraged to study well and on her own and think for herself. And this helped her later in her medical school career. Wow. So they're all very like individual with different personalities and yet classical Christian education sort of catered to all three, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. It was so good for all three of them to have that really small classroom size because they all learned very different. They're all three very strong-willed, independent women 
now, but the education that they received here in those small classes helped strengthen their strengths or or pull them up where they needed to um, study well on their own. Very much. I love that about classical schools too. You mentioned homeschool. And I'm curious, Mike, I guess my question is twofold. First, is that the only other educational experience that they had was homeschool? And the differences that you found, like we love homeschoolers, that it can be such a great thing for so many people, um, but it is different than what we do here. And I just wondered if you could kind of identify some of the differences between homeschool and your observations there and then coming to a school like ours. Well, I've done it all. So at least two of my girls have done it all. Public school, homeschool, and then Christian classical. So we've, we've done all three. I've taught in a public school setting for a number of years, and I loved homeschooling. And yet Christian classical was my favorite because of the classical and Christian emphasis. I've been to Israel a couple of times, and the thing that I saw there that the Jewish people did with their students is it was an all-encompassing education. Everything pointed back to the Torah. Everything that they taught them pointed back to Scripture. So I saw that Christian classical education was kind of doing the same thing. Everything pointed back to uh, the reason why, Christ, Scripture, um, and the love of God. So it gave us the answer to why. I loved seeing that about the Jewish families, and I saw that it was good for them. They're great at passing on their history, and I wanted that for my girls as well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, We call that uh, at least partially paideia, and it's learning e- everything that you do in life toward one goal and one end. Um, that worldview is really important to us. So in addition to your children attending GCA, you've also taught here, as you said, and you've taught kindergarten and sixth grade. And then um, at the other school, uh, you mentioned some history. I just wondered if you could, uh, obviously you can identify specifically how classical education impacted your own daughters, but can you identify some ways that you saw an impact in your students as well? So the first class that I taught for a number of years was kindergarten. So that was, that was a time where really you just, just help them love learning. And so that was a lot of fun. It took a lot of energy. Um, their attention span is about five minutes. And so, um, you kind of had to be really full of energy for that kind of day, but they could pare it back all kinds of information. So I, one of my favorite stories is from teaching kindergarten because they memorized so well. well. They all memorized all of Romans 12. So one day, coming into school, this little student was hopping up and down at a coffee shop saying all of Romans 12. And the lady behind the counter was listening, and she began to cry. And she went home that night and pulled out scripture for the first time in many years. And she read Romans 12 again. It was the love chapter. And she gave her life to Christ. Oh, wow. And I I still know this lady, and she is still serving the Lord. But at that age, you can teach them so much, and they don't even know it, but they're out hopping up and down with their memorization and saying that and introducing someone to Christ. So I love that about the early stages. Uh, I can't really pick 
a favorite grade. I taught sixth grade right after that, and I loved it because that age is when students began to want to learn on their own. Uh, they start to ask a lot of questions uh, of why, and I loved answering all those thousands of questions of why. And then that's also the age where they make Christ their own. And I love teaching high school because this is where they articulate what they believe or they write what they have been taught all of these years. So it's the actual practice of what they have learned all these years before. So speaking of that, let me circle back for just a second to borrow a phrase. (laughs) You talked about kindergartners learning an entire chapter of the Bible, Romans 12. Now, for those who are not familiar with classical Christian education, that might be like, what? Kindergartners are learning entire chapters of the Bible? Can you talk about the process of how kindergartners learn to memorize an entire chapter of the Bible? It really is mind-blowing because you just get up every day at the same time. You do the same thing. You introduce a letter. You introduce a scripture. You introduce a number, and you repeat it every day, and you add on to it. So by the end of that year, they have the whole alphabet and all of their sounds memorized, the numbers, and how to write it, and how to um, make little shapes out of that number and scripture um, and history and science by the end of the year, they have all of this memorized. So I think when God made us, when we are little, we're able to process and memorize a lot, learn many languages, uh, memorize a great deal. And so classical education is just taking that and running with that gift that's already in us. I had to say, when I was new to classical Christian education and I got to sit in on some of the recitations that the grade school students do at the end of the year, hearing them recite all of this scripture, it's really moving. The Word of God is in these little people, in these little children. I don't think it goes away. I think it's hidden in their heart, and I think it makes a difference in their lives. But it's so amazing to watch these little children Speaking the Word of God, just from memory. Exactly. It's amazing. Even sixth grade, I remember I taught with a wonderful teacher that she made all of James into a song. So all through that year, we sang the entire book of James. And two of my girls went through that process with that sixth grade teacher and can still sing you the book of James to this day. And they're in their 30s. I love it. Yes. I think a lot of our kids can still do that. And every year around James recitation time when sixth grade stands up and sings the book of James for the whole school, so many of those high school students want to sing it right along with them. Yes. And it's really cool to That's see. That's so good. You were talking about your daughters, and I have met all three of your daughters at one point or another. Uh, when I first came, the, the your two youngest were still here, but I I think I know one of them well. Um, and I, yes, so, you do. <laughs> so I know her, but I wondered if you could speak to some of the attributes that each of them have that you can look at and say, you know, I feel like they have this particular attribute because of their education here. Maybe they don't have anything like that. I don't know, but I have a feeling I can look at my own son and I can say, wow, I can see that particular teacher in him. And maybe you can too. Yes. I, I don't, 
want to sound like a bragging mom, but <laughs> since you ask, um, all three girls, uh, they they think and process very, very differently. Um, but they all three can come to the conclusion of how to learn, how to study, how to decipher truth. Um, I will have to say that I think that they are the wisest women that I know. So I know that that comes through praying for your children, but being around a bunch of other teachers who are constantly pouring into them and, and pointing them to truth and wisdom and deciphering what's real and what's not, um, that is just a good thing. So yes, they are very different in the way they they think and process and do things, but it all equals the same. You know, they come to a great, wise, final decision. Um, and so I think that is what was given to them at this school. Even they, when they were in college, I think they came away saying, People just don't think like we do. You know, we're, I'm here and there's, they're processing this way and they just have been given a lot by the teachers, the administration, the other parents here and the other students. That's a compliment of the highest order <laughs> for your daughters. They are, they're incredible, incredible people. Thank you. Um, so you are also one of our biggest champions of the school to other people. You send us people all the time. I can't tell you how many times somebody has walked in and said, well, Carissa sent me. And I think, (laughs) okay, awesome. So you've already had a conversation with them. I know when they tell me that you will have already had a conversation. And um, I love that. And what I want to know is what you tell them that makes them want to come here. Why do you think it's so important that they come here? Yes. I really do think that, A, my three girls are great examples for them to want to be. They, I want my kids to love the Lord with all their hearts, be able to think and process. But I, I think GCA is the best kept secret around. And so I tell people that in this place, it's not perfect, but there's a bunch of like-minded parents that safely entrust their children to grow and learn from excellent teachers that love them. Not perfectly, but love them. So that's that counts for a lot in the end. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you threw in the fact that we're not perfect because we've messed up a lot. <laughs> we are. That we're really good at that. But but we do love our students and our, our teachers are an incredible group of people and our parents are an incredible group of people. Yes. Um I think that that's a both of those those populations are um big assets to us. Is there anything else that you'd want people to know that we haven't covered already about classical Christian education? I think it's a place where um, lifelong friendships are made because it's smaller classes. They have these tight, strong relationships, and, and they still have relationships with them now. I just, I just think it creates a lifelong friendship. And I even, as a teacher, 
I love it when I have students who I've had a kindergarten student call me and say, I'm having trouble with this relationship. Can you meet me at the coffee shop? I need to talk to you about this. I mean, that takes a deep relationship for a 20-year-old to call his old grandma kindergarten (laughs) teacher and say, help me process this relationship. And um, so it's, it's between each other as students, between student and teacher, administration. Um, I love it when I can hear stories from Mr. Moss about, you know, Victoria or whatever. It just makes me laugh. It's just <laughs> lifelong friendships. For sure. Well, and you impact, you impact your students so much. We actually interviewed one of your former students on the podcast, and he mentioned you by name and oh, the impact wow. that you had on his life, even as an adult with children now. So oh I thought that goodness, was pretty that's spectacular. Make me cry. That's wonderful. <laughs> Carissa, do you have any advice for families who are considering classical Christian education? Do you have any advice on how they can have a successful experience with classical Christian education? I think number one, the most important thing to do is to pray. As a family, what is it, God, you want us to do? And that way, when you know, when you tour, this is the right thing. Then second, you need to study. What is a classical education? Because it is so different than most of us were raised in American public school system or even me going to through the education system, uh, I was never taught anything about what a classical education was. So study, study, read everything you can get your hands on. And then prepare yourself to work hard because there is extra work with being in a classical school because you have to continue that education at home, applying what they learn during the day with what you do at home when you're cooking supper, when you're cleaning up, and what does immediate obedience mean? Mm. Um, just tying it all together. So it is a lot of work, mm. but it's, it's worth it. It's good. Carissa, we ask people whenever they come on the podcast if they have a book recommendation, and I see that you've got some books there with you, so I wondered if you could share your book recommendations with us. Uh, the very first book that I think every family needs to read is The Battle for the American Mind by Pete Hegseth. So it's a great overview of just the why. Why classical education? Why not public school? That's a great one. And I love anything that Douglas Wilson writes. I have before me uh, the case for classical Christian education that explains it in detail. I love anything Dr. George Grant writes. Mm, He's good too. So I love him. I love to hear him speak. Um, He's written over 60 books. And I said that many. I didn't realize it was that many. 60 books. And I actually read a daily book. From him, it's he's a he has a history minor. He likes to quote a lot from Francis Schaeffer and Thomas Chalmers and Abraham Kuyper. So I love that historical aspect. I listen to anything he speaks on. He started a school in Franklin, Tennessee. Several, I think, in Iraq. So he was on the ground floor with Douglas Wilson, too. Um, but I like his perspective because he has like a history bend. Anything Dorothy Sayers writes, um, read anything of hers. But those two that I mentioned, I think, are foundational. You must read to understand what a classical education is because it is so different. I went to five years of school for education. They didn't teach me any of this. 
in all those years. So I have a Bachelor of Science in Education, Elementary, Secondary, and Early Childhood. So it was never taught to me this way. So I had to dig on this on my own. So there's a lot out there you can read, and I think every parent should do it. And parents are faced with that, too, because this is not the kind of education that most parents have received either. I was a public school kid, and none of this is anything like what I had growing up. And I think I would say most parents are in that same situation where they're going, it's not it's not quite right. Like, I, I just right. feel like there's got to be something better. And when they investigate, they, they find this. But it's just so different than what they had that it takes some learning. Carissa, we're so grateful for you talking to us today. You're a wealth of information. And we're just grateful for your time. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Just uh, may God bless you both. Oh, thank you. That wraps us up for today. But if you have questions that we can answer on the podcast or topics you'd like to hear discussed, send me an email at jmorris at graceclassical.org. We look forward to having you back on the next episode.